Alright everyone, it's time to gather around the bonfire once again here at Firelink Podcast, where we discuss all your favorite media like games, movies, anime, comics, and more. All the way here in New York, I'm Larry, and in Connecticut, we got my boy Sam. Today's episode, we're going over Dragon Ball Super Broly, a huge release in the Dragon Ball franchise that has been taking the world by storm since its release, becoming one of the most successful anime movies ever. So, uh, one of the things I wanted to say right off the bat was, uh, best Dragon Ball film, hands down. <laughs> yeah, fantastic film, and before we really do get to too much into it we just definitely want to say huge spoiler warning if you haven't seen it yet we're going we're going in we're going in on this one legendary spoiler alert legendary super spoilers ahead <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're gonna do like a deep dive Ooh, i'm about to dive in i wanted to do a comparison of the the first broly movie which uh larry you didn't see but it's okay. no this this new broly like to me toriyama's broly is the broly uh, I don't, I don't know nothing about. Yeah, because I've seen some of the Dragon Ball movies, but I knew Broly was coming up around the time that I finished Super, so I was kind of like, "Fuck it, I don't want to like, uh, I don't want to watch it now when the characters kind of getting yeah, like, kind of ruin your perception." Yeah, I was whatever. like, you know what, I want to take in what Toriyama has to offer, and then I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch the Broly movies regardless, just because I want to watch everything Dragon Ball. But uh, yeah, as as for now, I kind of wanted. I wanted to go in with a, a fresh mind because I also know you, Sam, you know, we, we knew we were going to talk about this movie when it came out and I figured it would be interesting to see like, you know, like the differences between the two. It's important to have our unique perspectives of me having all this old Dragon Ball knowledge and growing up with it versus you being more fresh to the franchise, but still super engaged with it. The Toriyama Broly, obviously the Broly that he, he uh, watched the movies you know, he took a look at the character and everything they did with that. And, you know, he thought there was interesting things. So he kind of adapted it to his style. So I could say, like, it obviously is more polished, but it really didn't deviate entirely too much, which is a good thing because you want to keep the character the character uh, for, you know, longtime fans of that character. I could say Broly's Broly. Like, no matter who does him, he's the guy. He's awesome. And you could even say, oh, a little one note, you know, being a brute. But it's like, no, there's there's a bit of layers to that guy. He, you know, has a crazy upbringing. He has a good reason. Yeah. He's he's a good guy at, at heart. He has a heart of gold. He's just, uh, he's got some anger issues, you know? Just don't touch his ear. <laughs> yeah, don't touch his hoodie. Okay, so the, the comparison. So I would say the character's upbringing and characteristics are similar for between the Broly Legendary Super Saiyan movie and this Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. They're both in their normal form, like non-Super Saiyan, just straight up chill, you know, black hair. They're both like kind, gentle, like meek even. Clearly, they have an underlying anger issue, which is why both of them have the constraint. It's a little different in the old movie. It's like a different technology, but it's the same concept where his father, Broly's father, Paragus, has a, a mind control device in the original. And now in this one, it's like a shock collar. Yeah, it's more, it's more like something you would put on a dog. Not some sort of, like, legendary brute. Yeah, it's both, like, the same but just different. Like, even Broly's clothes in the original are, like, more... I want to say they look more, like, regal, more kingly. You know, they have, like, gold in them and stuff. And in this one, it's more like he's been living on a planet trying to survive. And he made one friend. 
and he <laughs> tied his ear around his waist uh, as a memento, <laughs> you know, so it's a little different. They gave him more character development for sure. The other difference is uh, the the open, the whole setting. In the old movie, it starts off with King Kai sensing the destruction of the South Galaxy by an unknown Super Saiyan and that the North Galaxy or where Goku and friends are is going to be targeted next. Paragus goes to Earth. He greets Vegeta as their king. You know, he's treating Vegeta like like he's the king, which, you know, gets Vegeta all buttered up. <laughs> and he claims to have created a new planet Vegeta, and he wants Vegeta to rule that planet. Vegeta 2. Yeah, I don't think Vegeta's interested at first. I forget exactly the reason he convinces him, but he does. So they all go, but, you know, it turns out, like, this is one of the things that is is like the the planet in the new one. It has like those green beasts that are like puddles at first or whatever. And then, you know, they kind of turn into the full form creature. There's like deception with that in the original. The beasts are totally different, of course, different design and everything. But on uh, this new planet Vegeta, they're like, they seem ferocious and stuff and feral and whatnot, but they're really just slaves of Paragus. Like he's enslaved the planet and he's really up to no good that is consistent paragus is crazed he's got issues uh he he is more of a problem i think than broly is from just a like a uh, mental state parental point of view he's an asshole anyways those beasts and animals seem ferocious at first but they're really nice i could say it's similar in the new one where i could see how toriyama would have looked at that and been like oh i can make my own creature and have a similar beat, you know, a story beat. That creature that Broly befriends is like one of the only ones that I think becomes nice until he gets his ear shot off. But his name, I isn't. I don't think it's said it in the movie. Maybe it is briefly, but I just happen to know his name is Ba, which is B A. You know, that's just a slight thing. It doesn't really matter too much. But he was nice for a time until he was injured. So it's like similar thing. Total difference is like. Broly's agitation motivation for Goku or Kakarotto or Kakarot. Kakarotto. <laughs> yeah. In the original, Broly had met Goku at birth. They were in neighboring Saiyan pods and Broly had like been really agitated. They were pod mates. Yeah. <laughs> he was agitated at Goku's crying and that was his <clears throat> subconscious reason for being ballistic at the sight of Goku and hearing his voice and whatnot. So he, he would lose control in the original because of that. Different motivation in the new one. I mean, we'll get all to the new stuff. This is just a quick comparison. Broly also breaks free of the mind control device eventually, which, you know, you would think would happen because you want to see that happen uh, as a viewer. So that beginning part with Broly, one of the reasons why he's like crazy is... uh besides his upbringing like king vegeta orders broly to his death upon learning of his power level and uh, paragus was wounded and left for dead and broly like broly like uses his powers to save paragus and broly when planet vegeta gets destroyed by frieza so it's kind of like a force field goes around them versus in the new one where paragus just jumps out a window and hijacks a pod to go after Broly's pod. Um, both movies ha have Paragus still wanting revenge on Vegeta or the the royal bloodline. He wa actually wanted to convert Earth into new planet Vegeta and rule the universe. And the new planet Vegeta that he tricks all the Saiyans to go to, like Vegeta, Goku, whatnot. There's like a comet approaching 
that new Vegeta that's going to destroy it. So they have, in that original movie, they have a lot of things going on. A lot of, it seems a little sloppy, but it's also like, it's, I think it was the eighth film. You know, it was good enough to be like a cult classic and fan favorite character. Um, I, you know, I've said this to Larry before, but I view Broly kind of similar to Boba Fett, except he's a little more effective than Boba Fett is as far as how he's shown. <laughs> Boba Fett's overrated. I said it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's a similar thing. I just think Broly gets more uh, done. Oh yeah. The, the, another, just one more difference. And then we're totally on the new movie, which is Goku gets offered power by all the saiyans including vegeta he was reluctant at first to give him power but it allows goku to fight broly and punch him in his wound from when broly was a baby and it's actually pretty brutal like in the animation he punches him there and broly like explodes (laughs) it's crazy but you know everyone escapes the planet and lives happily ever after for for now so anyways enough of that that was 2003 for the u.s but that movie's old it came out in 1993 broly's been around a while for you to have him be a new character to you even though you know you've been aware of his existence and that this new broly movie was coming i find it really interesting and i want to hear kind of your thoughts on broly super and and how you feel about the new movie Ooh, i love the new movie i mean not even just broly in the new movie i think one of the biggest treats, because I feel like you kind of got two things with this movie. You got you got what's in the title. You got Broly. You got the big fight with him. You know, you gotta, you kind of get to learn his character a bit. But I think the biggest treat, really, in the whole, um, the whole entire film is, like, the Saiyans. Like, you kind of see them thriving a bit. I think one of the most interesting parts is, is like, Bardock and, uh, and, the mother of Goku. I forgot how to pronounce the name. Do you remember, Sam? Uh, no, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, it was like Gino or, or something. <laughs> Gee, something like that. Yeah. But um, I thought she looked like uh, Colifla. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little sim. Maybe they just draw female Saiyans a little similar, but maybe that's also intentional. Yeah, I didn't know if that... I was wondering to myself if that had been intentional or not. Probably. But uh, I was thinking so. Yeah. Because... You know, you're saying that uh, the Universe 6, if she's supposed to be like a parallel of Goku, that would mean the closest thing to a female Goku would be like as if his mother had a woman. You know what I mean? If she had a girl. Kaba in Universe 6 also looks like Tarbol a little bit. Uh, Vegeta's brother. Yeah, I've I've seen I've actually seen comparison pictures of that. Cab is just like skinnier. It's got a weird lanky look. Yeah, they got they got to beef my man's up a bit. They got to do he they, he needs to get some work done, bro. But <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, seeing seeing that because you know you've told me about the Bardock movie and everything, but I kind of am holding off because I wanted to see what Toriyama was really gonna do with it, and I was actually surprised how far he went into it. I mean, when you first go into this movie, a good chunk of it really is like prequel stuff. And I kind of forgot about like Goku and Vegeta for a minute there because they, they really, they really had me focused. I really wanted to see more of that. I, I honestly could have gone for probably a whole movie just on that. Like with that level of production, it was, it was like so cool. Dude, fucking Frieza is an asshole, bro. (laughs) Like it was such a treat to see the Ginyu Force and King Cold. Dude, I didn't know King Cold was going to be in it at all. I I mean, I don't know if that was like 
previously known knowledge but to see him in it and have him like talking for a bit was awesome like how it was just another thing to further tie it in you know what i mean like something that could totally fit but we just didn't know before that like king Cole was there and he was the one to appoint frieza that he was the previous ruler of the saiyans because when they kind of mention the saiyans in this movie they kind of depict the saiyans to be a little more peaceful like, it's like there's warriors that sell these planets, but it's like, it's not like every single Saiyan is doing it. Like, there's Saiyans that are home trying to survive for their families and such. Like, Bardock's wife, she looks just like a normal Earth woman, you know, existing. It's just that Bardock is in, uh, is he considered Frieza Force? Is that considered Frieza Force? Or no, the Saiyans, the Saiyans are like a different level, right? He might, yeah. He, I mean, he, I don't know. He definitely works. I don't think he's, he's definitely not on. No Saiyan is regarded highly. Well, I mean, he has to do what Frieza says uh, at the end of the day, but like. They're slaves. Yeah, and that's interesting because it always seemed like they didn't think of it that way and that they kind of liked being, you know, the way that Vegeta, but. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't remember if it was Raditz or Vegeta that explains it to Goku, like what the Saiyans were all about. But it kind of shows that they weren't really like happy about it. I think it was Raditz. Yeah, it was Raditz. But it seemed as though Bardock had like a change of heart where he's like, this isn't like how I want to live anymore. He's just like, you know, we're a slave to this dude. I wonder if, if King Cold and Frieza weren't around, like how long... That, like, if they would have become, like, a peaceful planet, if they would have kept doing it. I don't know. I think that's something that's interesting that could be put into speculation. However, one thing I was thinking about, uh, having King Cole be there, and that opens up the possibility of King Cole being the previous leader of that planet. That even, that just opens up so more than you want to know more about that family. Like, uh, yeah, a history of tyrants. You know what I mean? Like, where do they come from? Do they rule the planets that they're from? Like, what's good with that? Because they seem to always just be on spaceships just floating around. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That, like, could there have been more of a planet and they kind of, like, I don't know, like Thanos did or something? Like, they killed everybody and they're like, whatever, there's the rest of the universe to rule. It had to be something like that. They live like, uh, like Snoke is on in the new Star Wars movies where he's got like a portable HQ, but they don't really explore like a home planet base. It's like he lives there. The planets they take over or like even it's like they're real estate agents, but not the ones you want to deal with. But it's like, do they the people that inhabit the planets like they must be treated well, you know, like even the people that work for Frieza, not like the Saiyans, um, but like actually work for them. Like, yeah, they're in danger of dying, but I feel like sometimes they're like treated well. I was thinking like, yeah, it w- it wouldn't work. They don't run. They run by fear of Frieza killing them and stuff. But like, it's got to be semi-functional, you know, like there's got to be something positive for them. I mean, I thought it was kind of, uh, it was like a strange moment where he gives uh, Shalai and uh, I forgot the name of that other dude already. His name is uh, Limo. Oh, Limo. That was it. Yeah, Limo. Yeah. He gives them like. A fortune. Yeah, those those little metal things or whatever. They had a name, I think, but Yeah, and it was like strange to see Frieza do something like that. That's what I'm talking about. It it was like actually like wow, you like pay people and like there's rewards and shit. Like it isn't totally insane. Only only the people he's you know, like the Saiyans who he's like uh racist and genocidal towards. 
<laughs> the extreme wrath and rage and no mercy. But you know what? I You know, it just sparked in my head now. That's probably, you know, we were saying not too long ago while we were having a Xenoverse 2 session like we always do. But um, we were talking about, like, the Ginyu Force. And we were like, how the fuck does this dude, this, like, evil-ass emperor like allow these dudes to be like his top guys the ginyu force like they're ridiculous they perform like the poses in front of him where like ginyu straight up like shoves his ass in his face and like he's just like uh he's embarrassed but he's okay with it he's like all right whatever you gotta do i don't fucking whatever you be you get it done he's like just (laughs) yeah just get it done which which just goes to show you, like, his evilness, like, he, re- I, I don't know if you, like, want to say that he respects his own, but, like, he appreciates a good warrior on his side. Yeah, he likes having people that are viable to use. Right. It, like, having Captain Gin- uh, the Ginyu Force and everything, he, he appreciated them because up until, uh, like, the events on Namek, they didn't, they never failed him. Yeah, not at all. So, like, he seemed to be, like, more of an asshole to his lower-level people. But when it came to them, it was like they kind of got away with more because he's like, well, I mean, they keep pulling off everything I tell them to do, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how I would feel if someone 100% nailed everything I asked them to do. They could probably give you the finger and you'd be like, whatever, you still listen to me. Also, Frieza was incredibly fearful to the Saiyans overthrowing him and becoming stronger or strong enough to kill him. And that's that's a valid um fear. It's not like the Saiyans do want to kill him. So it's like, you know, like uh the Ginyu force I don't think shows animosity towards Frieza, not even like in a, you know, a si- a quiet moment or you know when he's not around or something. They're kind of like on his side. They're loyal. No, they love the dude. If they were still alive, they probably would be the ones who have tried to resurrect him. Yeah, for sure. But, like, even people like the Ginyu Force, like, he, Frieza won't bother to, like, resurrect them. Because he's like, they failed, so now they're pointless. <laughs> yeah. Now it's on par with his character. So it's like, whoever is the next strongest guy, he gets like, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if it was in Resurrection F, but I know it was definitely in the show. He kind of has that guy that he spars with. To become Golden Frieza, the guy that he trains with, and then that guy, he kind of, he kind of like grows a pair and tries to fight Gohan and gang back early on, and uh, Frieza's kind of like, all right, like yeah, go for it, like he's like, give it a shot, and it's like that's kind of his nature. It's like where he eggs people on to like do his shit for him, and it's like if if you can keep doing it so that I don't have to like get up out of my chair. I was just gonna say he wants to sit in his chair and watch. He likes to watch, even though he can just destroy everyone in a second. Yeah, I like Frieza. the The backstory, you know, he was it was fully developed. It was great. The animation and art style of the movie, I think, is the best out of any Dragon Ball movie. Um, they've been pretty top quality as far as the recent releases with Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F. I mean, I even think the show, I mean, at the end towards the Tournament of Power has some beautiful visuals in itself. Oh, of course. The whole, like, the the way Ultra Instinct looks and stuff, they have some cool graphics going on there. That, and, it's, and it's even better in the film. Yeah, it's like movie production animation, you know? It's like what you want to see in the theater. 
it's not like a direct to to blu-ray or dvd nah there's no it's there's no cornball moments like it's pretty damn serious I was saying to my girlfriend when we had left, I was like, that really felt like we saw, like, a Hollywood production-level film. Like, the sound design was, like, intense. Like, it it, it looks so crisp. And the, yeah. the voices... I, I keep forgetting. I'm like, this is, like, a Funmation dub that I'm, like, watching in a theater right now. But for some reason, whatever budget they had to record with is just, like, phenomenal. I mean, this sounds like like pixar like level sound design like they really killed it. it it i could go on and on about it because it was just so awesome it really it really felt like hollywood made this film it's like if hollywood took this like this license and and actually did something good with it but i mean it's just it's just a genius of 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 toriyama really his writing and then and then whatever massive budget they had to make that whatever it is just do it again because i want more you know yeah so although super isn't finished over here as far as the dub goes i feel like um there's a general consensus or an agreement rather that everyone knows that this is after super ends or you know takes a break or whatever the broly movie takes place after the end of where super is right now which is like episode i don't know 131 or something like that yeah it's 131 that being the case like i i really appreciate because imagine over here we're getting a film that's like takes place somewhere where super is in the dub now you know i wouldn't really like that because i'm like i've been (laughs) i've been done with it for like a year so I'm like, I want to see what happens next, what comes next. Yeah, I think I got up to episode 70 on the dub, and then I I just watched the rest in, to one. I just watched till 131 in in Japanese. Yeah. So at this point, you know, Ultra Instinct has happened. Even Vegito in the show had happened, and so you know they're getting everything checking off the boxes of what the show. But what this movie brings to the table, you know, well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but you know, it brings Broly. To into the fold of Super, which is to say that this is the first movie to have Super in the title, you know, kind of indicating it's an extension of the Super anime, and therefore you should expect it to be canon to the show. So it's really exciting um, to have that. And uh, of course, my boy Gogeta shows up for real this time, not just like at a offshoot uncanon movie uh non-canon <laughs> early on in the film you know after the the whole frieza force and the display of power between frieza his men and um the saiyans how they're just basically bitches to frieza's whims it, it kind of shows you what's going on with the saiyans you know and paragus finding out about his son broly how he has an extremely high power level king vegeta is consistently shown to be uh, a bitch. An asshole. <laughs> yeah. Vegeta is a way better uh, son. I don't know. I don't think King Vegeta would like his son very much. No. Yeah. I don't think so either. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he would be proud of his power level. I don't even think. Vegeta didn't even give a shit about his own dad when he died. Nah. Because I think he, he understands that his dad was like an a-hole but he still uh, vegeta was very much into his royal line he wants to be the guy you know the royal bloodline blah 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 i'm the prince vegeta can't he call himself the king now (laughs) you would think i think he isn't doesn't there need to be like a princess involved 
does he need well he's got Bulma can't she be like it, does that make her a princess I don't know um but anyways probably but uh, the prince of what yeah Broly and Goku <laughs> Goku's like he's giving he doesn't give a shit he's like whatever call yourself whatever you want yeah whatever He's like, are you strong? Can I fight you? Are you strong? Can I spar with you? We're cool then. I don't. Oh, you're also a king. All right, cool. Are you the king of fighting? No, then forget it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, Paragus. So he, you know, he, he's an a-hole too, but like, it seems like he's an all right guy looking out for his son at first, you know, just trying to save him. And like, you know, he just straight up executes you know order 86 like he's done with the saints he's he's out like that's it he jumps out the window in the throne room with vegeta he goes right for the or king vegeta goes right to the saiyan pod to go after his son who gets sent off to an unhospitable planet uh you know paragus goes with that other saiyan who happened to be in the pod uh his name is well what's his name it was like beat yeah so they're all named after like vegetables because, you know, vegetables are nasty, so Saiyans are nasty. So, I don't know. It's their, it's their little joke. It's basically science. Yeah. Anyways, Paragus judges all Saiyans, like, as these untrustworthy, nasty things. That's not shown with the characters that you see. I mean, yeah, King Vegeta is an a-hole. But even the people around him, like his, uh, his scientists or whatever, they seem kind of chill. And and so, most of the Saiyans seemed all right. Um but he judges them as he is himself, you know, so he's a scumbag. So he projects his stuff. Well, I mean, even even that one guy uh beats if if that is if that is his name, even him uh he kind of throws a comment out there when they're flying toward Oh no, 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 when they first land on the planet. Yeah. He's uh he's kind of ignorant. He stares right at the moon and he's like, "Oh, look." And he's like, "Dude, don't stare at that." <laughs> look at that, pretty. Yeah, he's like, "You'll turn into an ape." And he's like, "Oh, sorry. I've never actually done that before." And it's like, if he's an adult and that's never happened to him before, that just kind of shows you like there's an even lower lower class saying where like they just kind of exist on the yeah, planet. Yeah, just a civilian. Right. He's just a regular civilian. He can turn into an ape, but it's nothing like like he's even probably way lower down on the chain farther away from Bardock. Like he probably couldn't even fucking last a day against Bardock or a second. Oh, not at all. No. Bardock's a good fighter. Right. But I'm just saying, like, and Bardock and Goku, they were, correct me if I'm wrong, they're cons- they were considered, like, lower-class fighters. Oh, yeah. You know, but even Goku as a kid could probably beat the shit out of uh, Beats. You know, like, Definitely. you really have to stress, he's like a <laughs> Earthling civilian-type level dude. Yeah, just a dude happens to be saying. Yeah, and it's like, those people... He's kind of like Tarble. Uh, Vegeta's brother. Tarbal's just like that. He's not like a fighter. But I like that. It like humanizes the Saiyans in a way. It's just kind of like, like sometimes in Dragon Ball you get lied to. And I think it's not that you were lied to, but you were withheld information because they want to paint a picture. Points of view. Yeah, points of view. That's a, that I think is what this takes on uh, really well. Great different points of view from different people and how they view uh, the Saiyans. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's mass genocide. Like, it's really dark. Like, the whole destruction of Planet Vegeta, like, in this film, they make it really, really uh, kind of gruesome. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't think, I don't think Freeze is that cool anymore. You know what I said about him after the tournament of 
power. I kind of forgot he did that, and I sort of take it back now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel guilty now for liking him. It's grim. All the stuff, you know, they kind of have gotten over it, Vegeta and whatnot. Well, Vegeta still seems a little pissed. He's out to kill Frieza. Yeah, but he's, like, definitely not as, like, as he was during the Namek saga, where he was, like, crying. Blood-hungry for Frieza. Well, that, but he was crying and, like, trying to explain to Goku about his heritage and why this matters and why he should care. And, like, please understand and help him with this plight because you're part of it, too, and getting him on board with that. And Goku did eventually understand or at least respect what was going on, which is odd for Goku. But, you know, maybe that's the dub being different from the sub. Maybe sub Goku was like, I don't care. I get to fight someone strong. But I thought it was pretty heartfelt and a real trauma thing from Vegeta that he had to live with and address and always being under Frieza's uh, foot. I don't even want to say he's dumb because he's under his foot, you know, like like he did, uh, you know, just to the, the whole science. Like even Beerus had King Vegeta under his foot, you know, so and, and they don't they still haven't addressed that. Beerus was the one that ordered the planet. No, I thought maybe that that would be in it because that could bring it back to Beerus being evil again. Yeah. Well, or at least Vegeta getting really pissed at Beerus and trying to take him on. Like, I don't, that's a, that's a stretch of, you know, it could be explored. I think, you know, they plant those seeds for reasons. I think they hold them just in case they want to do it, like down the line. Because he, Beerus is the end game final boss as far as power level goes for, uh, for Universe 7. I believe. I don't think, you know, Beast is stronger, but that guy's chill. You know, he doesn't really get into fights. I mean, I was talking about this with a friend recently. I was saying, like, I feel like this whole, like, super could end. Or, I mean, towards the end, I would love to see, like, Goku land a blow on Whis during a training session. Yeah. Like, that would be, like, ridiculous. I think it's possible. Whis is not untouchable. He's been touched before. Has, you know, it's not, no one's ever directly fought him or anything seriously, just sparring and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it'll come to that point. It has to, you think. Or it's at least a logical conclusion that that would happen some someday. One of the differences in Bardock's character, just to go back to him for a sec, is that uh, he didn't show any psychic abilities in this movie compared to the original Bardock film. But he still has an out-of-character experience, according to, you know, like, his wife. She's like, you're not acting like yourself or like you usually do. I'm destroying things all the time. You know, I want to create something or, you know, just be nice for a change. Well, he was also the only saying that was kind of like, why would Frieza want us all here at the same time? Yeah, he's the only guy with a brain. (laughs) Yeah, like, he's the only one who is, like, something's not right. And I think he would have just taken his wife and bolted if it hadn't have been for Goku. Yeah, you know, it's very admirable. The whole situation with with Planet Vegeta exploding and having Goku be sent off by his parents. It was very Superman imagery, you know, story beats. Even when I was watching it, I was like, I was not. Yeah. Um... (laughs) (laughs) it's just beat for beat superman you know so and that's on purpose goku's story his origin very similar it's okay though because they're both iconic powerful characters you know but anyways bardock was the only like the only guy to try to stop frieza even though it was impossible i I was wondering uh i was wondering what you had thought about you know when they kind of show the image of of goku in the capsule he's not like a evil baby (laughs) yeah you know and he's (laughs) an evil baby and he's wearing armor yeah that arm that i didn't like that because they never show that armor uh you know i'm trying to think like if you could assume that 
he could have like great aped when he first landed and it like broke off. But but then they go and show Broly who great aped and his armor was just stretched. Oh, it ex- oh it expands. Yeah, it expands. So it's like they kind of screwed themselves with that one. Yeah, it's a little slight thing. Um, yeah, bro, uh, it was touching seeing Goku like touch, you know, touch the hand of his parents, and you know, you never think about that. And honestly, I don't think Goku ever thinks about that. He never wonders like, where did I come from? Like, who were my parents? Like, he doesn't even bother to ask Vegeta. Like, did you know them? Like, nothing. He never asks about his brother. Like, what he was like, absolutely nothing. Like, he does not care. Yeah, that's not his uh, MO. <laughs> he cares about the living. I really think if they did explore it, now that they've opened this up, it would be cool to see the curiosity from, like, Goku's point of view. Especially since, you know, he hits you with that sweet, call me Kakarot line at the end of the film. It feels like this is only, like, just the beginning of him embracing being a Saiyan because he could just, like, give a shit less before that. Yeah, he's he's more accepting of his heritage. Before, he would literally be like, dude, my name's... I identify as Goku. I'm a Saiyan from Earth. Like, he would say shit like that. Um, Not, like, exactly in that tone. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's what he was all about. Like, I don't know anything about this thing you say I'm from or this Kakarot guy, but... It's like, now he's like, you can call me Kakarot. Oh, you guys call me Goku, though. Seriously. It's not because you're green. It's just because you're not a Saiyan. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a Saiyan thing. (laughs) Uh, So we're kind of, you know, getting past in the movie, past the part where it transitions from the Saiyan backstory with Frieza. Which was an awesome transition. Yeah, the transition. With the music, the montage, it was really, really cool going to see. You you kind of forget about, you know, like you were saying, you forget about Goku and Vegeta for a while, and they're everybody in the present. Kind of sucks you in, you know, but then they transition you so nice. And now you're like, I was really like tingly, like excited. I was like, wow, like, Look at them sparring, you know, Goku, Vegeta. Yeah, it was awesome. And they're on this new island. They can cut loose. It shows you the new animation for them. They convey a lot in this movie with very brief segments that longtime Dragon Ball fans can appreciate. Yeah, you you have to just be caught up. It's kind of that thing. Like, they're not, they're not trying to remind you of nothing. They're like, they almost didn't even have to do that. They just did it because it looked cool and it was a nice transition. That's not the only time in the movie it- that happens though they they do quick gags you know and and callbacks and flashbacks and all sorts of things that are are like for the dragon ball fan or you know i mean z i mean the whole series you know it's really cool i like that it's not like it needs to be dwelled on but if you're a fan you catch it you're like yeah cool they're never done and i think in poor taste it's always awesome but anyways you know beerus kind of he sits out of uh being involved when goku and vegeta go after the freezes little henchmen you know trying to steal the dragon balls i mean it makes sense uh, especially since he doesn't know anything about the broly about the broly thing going on so it's like he's like eh, goku's got frieza they don't need me yeah no nah, he he doesn't get involved but i have a feeling he sensed that it could have been a situation he needed to step in on but then of course later on he's like ah everything worked out i'm just chilling 
on the beach. <laughs> like, it's fine. Got the, the teddy bear on the chair. Got the baby. Like, we're all good. They give him the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Pan. Bola. Oh, bowl up. Oh, yeah, it's bowl up. Yeah, Pan, Pan's with... Yeah, they don't show Pan. Pan Pan's with Uncle Piccolo. Not even. Uh, They don't show Gohan. They don't show most of the cast. This is something I wanted to mention. They, they didn't show most of the cast of Super or Z or anything. It was kind of just like Bulma and and goku vegeta i was i was pretty okay with it oh no it you know the only reason i mentioned that they don't show up is because like in the original broly film like gohan's there you know what i mean like he's he's a key player most of the saiyans are key players so you think like in in canon um super gohan's never met broly you know, think about that. So that's kind of cool. You know, they haven't had a toe-to-toe yet. Um, Not that he would be able to go toe-to-toe with them yet. But if they ever, you know, do anything with Gohan, maybe someday they'll have a decent fight. Oh, man, I'd love to see Gohan get involved. I mean, I just want more Saiyans, you yeah. know? I know what you're saying. I thought it was funny that Freeze's whole reason for the Dragon Balls wasn't immor- immortality. And he, <laughs> you know, he was like, that was his primary motivation. That was most people's motivation in dragon ball z you know i gotta live forever unlimited you know power unlimited life i love how he's just like living his suffering yeah exactly (laughs) it's really funny they have a lot of humor with him in this as long as well as like showing how brutal he is just a real he's a scumbag (laughs) as well as paragus i think it's unbelievable what they did with that character with frieza yeah they really i mean come on toriyama's a genius he's so evil and and it's just like the way they worked him into super just okay just the way they worked him into super the first time was cool but then the way they bring him back to be like a character character and then they bring him back again in the movie to basic. I mean, this whole thing is is his fault, really. You know, yeah. everything is his fault. Bringing Broly, bringing on Paragus, uh, the whole thing is is him, really. He's the mastermind of it all. You know, I I was kind of wondering uh, when when they did get the seven Dragon Balls. You know, like his whole thing. You know, just as well as I do. If uh, you know, even more so. That Dragon Ball is always trying to throw people off. I I was kind of wondering if the whole growing five centimeters thing. I was wondering if that was like. A lie. To make you go like, huh? Like if he was just like fucking with that dude that like asked him. Just because he didn't want to reveal what his real secret was. But then like. That was it. They never go back (laughs) to it. So I'm just kind of like, oh, I I guess I just kind of have to believe that one then. Like that was just, he really just wanted to grow five centimeters. And not anymore because. Anything more than that would be too noticeable. So, yeah. So, so Bulma wants to wish to be, what, five years younger? And he wants to be five centimeters taller. Yeah, and they both are intelligent characters. Um, They both are, like, real sensible and they have, you know, some social awareness. So, Great minds think alike. Yes, and they're, they're both terrible people. So... <laughs> I'd say Bulma isn't as bad as Frieza, but you know she has her moments. I've I've hated her very much at times. <laughs> I thought it was really funny for Frieza to want to be five centimeters taller, and for me, it didn't exactly throw me off. It actually it it would have, but I actually saw or remembered rather that in the original Dragon Ball with the Red Ribbon Army, they had um Commander Red. So their whole endeavor, all the Red Ribbon armies, their whole mission of going around to collect the Dragon Balls and get into all these fights with Goku and 
and have people dying and getting injured and hurt was just so Commander Red could grow because he was short. That's a thing where you have these leaders, these asshole leaders sending people off to do all their bidding and just to for it to be something as stupid as like i want to grow a little <laughs> like well it's also funny because i thought it was stupid at first but then i thought about it and i was like there's been many times where i'm like freezes so little yeah and he and everyone in the the movies like the, the, your scouters on don't don't let, like turn it off he'll hear you about him being small you know he definitely has uh an image problem self image so I just think it's funny how only a show like Dragon Ball or even Toriyama can make it work where there's such serious moments at times, but also a lot of time for comedy. For that joke to land in the original Dragon Ball and for it to land in Super, it reminded me of something funny related to video games, which is it reminded me of any time a Wii U game would come out and it was like a, a good game, but it, nobody really talked about it or knew about it on the whole. But like it was sold for Switch and it's super successful, you know, so it's like it lands like the joke lands. So it's like they're they reuse something from the past, but it's like, yeah, but now everyone's watching it and they're they're paying attention. Whereas I don't think many people would remember the Commander Red thing. Like it's so so it's so long ago, you know, you have the whole entirety of Z. You have unfortunately you have GT. You have movies upon movies, and then you have Super and establishing Frieza's kind of refresher of a character. Like, he's refreshed. He's so much better now, I feel, as a character. Most characterization in Super is much improved, uh, namely Vegeta and Frieza as being the most improved, I feel. Uh, yeah, definitely. I would agree. <laughs> Broly... Broly fights. Uh, he he's gets sent out like an attack dog. You know, that's his whole thing in the movie that's like... Broly, you know, like his dad calls him and he like he's off, you know, doing whatever or he's behind him in this case uh, on the ship. And he's just like, bam, like he just goes into action like like he's trained to do so, like almost like he's been programmed, you know, like <laughs> to attack on command um, like an animal. They fight and, uh, you know, it's great. The, the movie was great. The end. No. <laughs> so. I just thought it was really cool how, like, Vegeta Vegeta gets in his licks, you know? Usually, it doesn't go that way. Yeah, it, it was really nice to see Vegeta not get tossed aside. Yeah, and seeing Vegeta's super red Super Saiyan God form just to, like, reaform, yes, they can do it before going blue. And, you know, it's really cool. And yes, like... You know, like, red is the form before blue, like, in case you forgot. Because they don't do it a lot in Super, the show. They mostly just go blue all the time. Well, they do it... I don't remember Vegeta doing it at all in Super. No, no, I think this is the first time. Yeah, this is the first time, which is cool because it's like, how do, you know, you never see him skip a form. You always see him catch up. But then, like, he, he like, skips over two, and it's like, what? And, you know, you could assume... Well, you obviously knew he had the ability to because it's just regular Super for saying god yeah he had to have but it's like that's still just strange to me that they they did that off screen <laughs> that was so odd yeah i don't understand but you know however it, you don't even see it again until the tournament of power you until you yeah. see goku use it so you know yeah that's a bit of an oddity um but yeah uh vegeta um he's a bit like cutthroat to broly um he like uses like a, a 
killer killing blow against him you know yeah like goku's like even pleased with him to stop yeah he tries to kill him you know like you're going too far kind of deal Vegeta does not care. Nah, he's still got it in him to kill. You know, that's just his seriousness. And that, when they, you know, when there's the Gogeta fusion, I think that's the part of Gogeta that is that edge. Goku has it in him too, as was shown in Resurrection Fs. Uh, when Whis says like, you gotta, you can't be playing around. You gotta kill him. And then when they reverse time, he just goes right at Frieza with the Kamehameha to kill him. Like um, immediately, like, cause he had to. But that teaches, that's character development. That teaches Goku that he has to be serious when it's time to get serious. And so if he's serious. Yeah, and I mean, that's not, it's not like that's the that's the first time he's killed. No. But like, you know, and that's just an interesting character personality that, you know, he's not like a Batman where he's like, I don't kill. He's, he's more of just like, well, I'm not trying to kill anybody. Yeah. I just want to like fight. But when it gets to the point where it's like, oh, like, there's legitimate, like, if I don't kill this guy, I I can't just knock him out and he'll stop. Yeah, because he just wants to f- become friends with people and fight with them later to get stronger. So, like, killing people is like, really? I, I really have to do this? Like, there's no way this guy could just, like, not not be a total asshole? You know, so he's kind of shocked at that, that, it, that people don't, some people don't change, like Frieza. But even Frieza has his moments, but still, in the case of Broly, Goku tries to uh, kind of break through to him, you know, but Broly has a lot of programming built into him. He's not a bad person. He's just totally imbalanced mentally, and that has to do with his, you know, his upbringing and who he is and his uncontrollable power and he's never he's never had like a social life so he doesn't know how to do that it's cool for goku to understand and realize that even as dumb as he is he gets things like that but anyways like vegeta being so cutthroat was cool I feel. yeah no that uh, b- before you go on i i did want to mention that because yeah you, you know that that's the thing about uh about goku like it's easy to just say that he's dumb or that he just wants to fight but when he sees that someone is in like legitimate pain he has that urge to like help yeah like when he first goes into it he's like oh someone to spar with but he's such he's such a um I would say a seasoned fighter and just like a genuinely pure-hearted human being or or Saiyan, I should say, a genuinely pure-hearted Saiyan being that he can like sense when something is off in somebody. He's like, oh, this guy is like trying to kill me. <laughs> like, but you don't need to do that. But like against <laughs> his own will, like right. this is like an abnormal rage. Like there's something more here. And don't forget, he's fought Kale before. Yeah, although it's never mentioned in the film, but yeah. Yeah, it's never mentioned in the film, but he's gone up against this, like, type of berserker mode before. Yeah, yeah. Like, that straight-up, uncontrolled, like, relentless power. Like, he's not unfamiliar to it. He's like, oh, this is... This is somebody working on something else right here. Right. Like this isn't control. You're you're not in this for the fight. You're in this for like some like this is bloodthirst. Like what well, like what's going on here? And and then he even says leg- legitimately word for word. He's like, I can tell you don't want to fight. And he's like, that's strange because you're like outrageous right now, but you don't want to do it. Yeah, like you don't have to listen to these bad people and do what they tell you and fight for on their request or command or whatever um you know and that that's an interesting part uh i definitely wanted to highlight is that goku when he's telling him all this he shows off a new power at least 
I think it's completely new and I would call it um, key binding, you know, where he's binding Broly's energy with his hands, you know, like he's physically holding Broly. Was that when he like he like turned green himself? Because I <laughs> swear to God, that was a moment in the movie where he gets like key blessed by Broly and he like absorbs it. Um, maybe, but this is like they're like toe to toe, like having that conversation. You know, like he's holding him on the ice, talking to him, like you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do this and whatnot. And Broly reverses it a little, I think. Like eventually, he breaks out of it. Because, you know, Broly's whole thing is he learns on the fly, you know, and he can adapt and whatnot. And he's like a prodigy, genius, like fighter. He's the legendary Super Saiyan. He can do anything. But I thought it was really cool to show Goku's mastery over energy like that. He doesn't do that uh, ever. Like, yeah, he he definitely shows his moves and whatnot. And But that was something else. That was like, like, again, like, I'm trying to help this dude. Like, I need to, like, immobilize him for a sec to, like, talk to him. Instead of just, like, showing him aggression, you know? He was trying to, like, de-escalate, which isn't like him, but he's such a... Nah, he sensed something was wrong, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so, whereas Vegeta was willing to blow the guy away, Goku's like, I definitely want to, like, heart-to-heart -heart with this guy, you know? So that was cool. It shows the difference in character development. Or just character personalities. Yeah, I think that's character personality because I think whenever Vegeta thinks, deems anything, like, like his wife is there. Like, I think if he, he deems anything as a threat where, like, someone he knows can get hurt or, I mean, at this point, if, if Goku was getting his ass kicked, like, I, I, you know, at this point you expect that Vegeta would go in and just attempt to or kill Broly if even that were to happen at this point, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't mess around when it comes to people around him getting killed. Yeah, he does, like, in the Frieza movie, he does hesitate when Frieza offers him, a, like, to be his right-hand man and his commander or whatever and get a job. But I think that's more played for comedy because Vegeta's like, I've already made up my mind. I'm, like, going to blast you into, like, oblivion or whatever he says. But, yeah, like... I don't think Vegeta's playing around anymore. And he's not one to play around in general. But usually they have at least, you know, it's my turn. No, it's my turn between Goku and Vegeta. Yeah, there was none of that. I mean, there was like Goku who was like, all right, I'm jumping in now. But there was no Vegeta like, no. Though they do bicker a lot in this film more than any other time in the entire series. They have real like, these guys are, they're friends. <laughs> like, they are friends. Because I, I, I consider it like the most friendly you could possibly get with fucking yeah. Vegeta. Because it's hilarious. It's just like it is hilarious. They do make a good a good like pair as like He's friends. his foil. But yeah. It's <laughs> it's hilarious. Specifically I really like you know again I keep jumping ahead, but when they go see Piccolo, when they instant transmission to Piccolo, Vegeta's animation at that point turns very dancey. You know, it's very like dramatic. Yeah. It's like instantly like <laughs> I'm not gonna dance like this. Yeah. <laughs> that shit. I, I I don't know about you, but the theater by me, everyone started busting out laughing. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's the funniest. Almost one of I think the one of the funniest lines in the entire series is when Goku asks Vegeta to do the fusion dance, and even in the movie Fusion Reborn, he asks them that question, and it's a very similar response. Like I'd ra I think I'd rather be killed. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd rather let Broly kill me. Yeah, just his disgust and like touching him and definitely 
fusing with him is not on his agenda. So, but he, you know, he doesn't refuse. He does it. Um, nah, cause he's, cause he's passed like, which is interesting. And I think this is his hugest, um, this is his hugest development as a character in its entirety is that he's kind of, he swallows his pride when he needs to, which is like before that was all he was fueled on was like his pride. And now he's like, fine. Like he'll admit, like I can't beat this guy on my own. Yeah. They need to work together, which is the, the, the character arc that started with resurrection F where Weiss is trying to tell them, like, if you guys work together, you'd be unstoppable. You know? Oh yeah, 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 they they say that in the show too. But you you know the first time you see them really do that, I would say is Majin Buu. It oh yeah, Buu. yeah. You know, and it's like, dude, I think you remember when I first saw that, I was like, oh my god, like they're fighting together. It was awesome, and it's like I need more of this. And Super is like, yeah, we know, <laughs> and they just they ramp it up. But you know, it wasn't until really like the Tournament of Power, you know, when they kind of fight Jiren together. And they start doing like combo moves and shit. But then that's what they do against Broly again too. So it's like, okay, it's pretty much a surefire thing that they fight together now. You know, even yeah. if they do take turns, they kind of have a formula now where it's like if it starts to escalate, they kind of both go in. You know, like they kind of, they, they, they're really smart now with how they approach fights. Which is probably due to Weiss's training. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, you know, the way they've built it. I really appreciate it because they should work together. They're, you know, enough of this. So, yeah, they could still have all their character and history and, and be themselves and whatnot. It makes for great entertainment. But I do want to see them fight together and work off each other. And I mean, you could even say that Vegeta is, like, secretly ashamed of his history because there is a moment in the beginning of Super where Goku mentions to Champa, like... So it was something about people, and he's like, he's like, oh, Earth is a great place or whatever. He's like, even Vegeta here tried to take it over, and he's like, shh, he's like, that was a long time ago. Like, he doesn't want him to talk about it. He's like uh, Kratos from God of War, the new one, where he's like, uh, that's all the past. Like, I didn't do any of that. Like, uh, shut up. <laughs> I was never a god. I never did evil stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely relatable i we've all had those um, yeah it's relatable i tried to take over the earth about four times now and <laughs> yeah the second time was my best attempt and i really haven't gotten up to it again yet but uh i'm working on a new machine so you're ashamed right embarrassed the government is currently closed right now so they can't hear that <laughs> yeah i think you, if you they're they're weak right now i think now's a good time for you to try again yeah kick them all they're down <laughs> no i'm just saying it's relatable in the fact that you know, most people can relate with something that that a friend brings up that you're like, dude, <laughs> like I'm past this. Like, don't bring. Oh my, I don't want this guy to know that. Like, I've already got enough to deal with. You know, in the present, like I've come a long way. Give me some credit. But Goku has no chill. Well, it's because like you think about it, and it's like, yeah, the the Earth is fine now because they brought everybody back, but um. At the same time, there's so many planets that, like, didn't get brought back that <laughs> Vegeta did straight up, like, people yeah. that he's, like, slaughtered and murdered. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like that like that bug planet in season one of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's such a messed up episode. This planet has a bug problem. Yeah, it's so messed up. You're our heroes, you know, like, <laughs> nah. So, yeah, uh, okay, so back to uh, Broly movie. So, 
Goku's Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan transformation. That's, that's a long thing to say. But his transformation, this is exciting. His transformation clearly had hints of Ultra Instinct in the power-up. You know, maybe he was trying to tap into it. It's definitely changed him. Yeah, or it's just to acknowledge to the fans or just to the show that that power still resides in him somewhere. Either way, it was cool as hell. And I definitely want to see Ultra Instinct again. Oh no, it's got to come up again. But it's it's even it's even like when he has the first fight with Beerus when he first turns Super Saiyan God and then he loses it. But he's still like landing blows on Beerus even as a regular Super Saiyan. And he has no idea. Yeah, it, yeah, he like doesn't notice the power drop, and, and it's kind of like, oh, this has got to be like the same type of deal where it's like, he had pretty damn good experience, um, working with Ultra Instinct against uh, Jiren the first time, Kefla the second time, and then Jiren again the third time. He's tapped into it three times and fought like some seriously ridiculous people, so. It's it's definitely safe to say he's learned a thing or two from it. He's got to be faster. He's got to be a bit stronger and in all of his forms. Oh yeah. That I mean that's the whole point about Goku anyways or just Saiyans, but like obviously as they fight they get stronger, but Goku the the future trunks arc with Goku Black makes it clear that Goku's body learns from fights. So like he knows. He he's got it in him. He's learned a lot. He's he's gained a lot of experience from that, and especially this Broly fight. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, I I would you know uh, I would say that Goku is a more experienced fighter than Vegeta. I would say he's he's less tactical. He's more like I'll just run in and try. Like if there's stealth optional in a game, Goku definitely doesn't do stealth. Nope. <laughs> he definitely goes in guns he blazing. Barrels right in. I actually, as you say that, I picture him from as Kid Goku going towards Muscle Tower in the snow, go, just like barreling towards it with his power pole and just like taking bullets. Like he doesn't care when he has like his snow hat on. Yeah, and he's just like screwing everybody up. You know, like he doesn't care. That's him. That's that's who he is. People like Vegeta and Piccolo, who also have like viable and very credible experience, they're like totally different. They're tactical, super tactical. Piccolo probably more so. Pro definitely, I would say Vegeta was until he met Goku. Like he's yeah. taken more influence from Goku than he he'd care to admit. Because I mean, when you first met this guy, he was relying on like scouters, like actual like technology, and yeah. then because <laughs> the whole. Th the whole thing when they send him to when they send Goku to Earth, Bardock even says like, "Oh, they're not that technologically advanced." So it's like they kind of rely on technology, and Vegeta kind of it's kind of like he learns like mountain man ways, I guess. You know, he learns like, "Oh, sensing energies, like all these different techniques," and just rely on your own ability. Yeah, like he he now knows exactly how to like he's all about like his training armor and shit, and then he kind of like loses care for it as time goes on because it's like Goku's been wearing the same goddamn clothes like his whole life. Although they're weighted at times, but yeah, he wears his gi. That that wouldn't even be of any use to him anymore. If yeah, Vegeta's come a long way, I mean that's cool. The part of the movie that's great is it shows you the origin of the series and it shows you where they are now it's like an end cap 
movie, the beginning and end, you know, but it's not the end, but you know what I mean, the current state. And the pettiness that you have from from Frieza, that intelligence but pettiness at the same time, to kill Paragus, to push Broly over the edge. It was so comical, but so evil at the same time. He has that quick little Grinch-like, you know, smile flashback to uh, Krillin dying and that being the, the trigger for Goku turning Super Saiyan. And he's like, ooh, I've got an idea, you know, like, <laughs> Oh. You know, like, he just, he just blasts Paragus, like, oh no. Like, and Paragus was, like, serving him loyally. Yeah, Paragus was actually agreeing with King Vegeta's sentiments that Broly was indeed a problem. <laughs> Which was interesting, because he was showing character development, like, maybe, like, maybe he could have changed. Well, I mean, I think it was also coincidental where it's like King Vegeta was right but I mean it's Paragus's fault that Broly is the way that he is like he was oh yeah like shit it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost yeah he like did it to himself so he's kind of like oh King Vegeta was right because you know I mean I made him right (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah yeah you're right it's his fault (laughs) yeah he has nobody to blame but himself so this is a side note but I just I'm thinking about it at the moment. So a, there's a distinct focus on pupils, eyes in the movie, and they were focused on a lot close up, whether they were distorting, changing, um, different colors, sometimes no eyes at all when they rage out. Even Goku does it, I think. At one oh, point. yeah, that was sick. But yeah, I thought it was very interesting the way they zoomed in on pupils, like really <laughs> Uh, like a uh, stylistic it's got to be a rage thing with saiyans because if you remember the super saiyan rage with trunks that was like the first thing that happened when he went into like rage mode was like it was just white eyes yeah, no it's rage mode that, that's what it is no you're right i'm just saying like not even the rage mode just like even broly you know they just like go, when he's flying they they go right up in his face oh they also go like I think they did this in the show too, but they also go like first person mode in the animation, like to show you Broly's perspective. I don't remember that in in the show, but when I was watching it, I thought it was Ultra Instinct where they did it, but I I don't remember fully. I'm I just might not be remembering it, but I, I don't recall it. Yeah. But holy shit, was that cool? It's cool how they did that. Like, I didn't notice it at first, and I was like, yo, that's sick. It gave me, yeah. like, a 3D feeling without, like, the gimmick of it being a 3D m- movie. You know, and oftentimes in these movies, I've noticed they switch to a CGI to display more, like, uh, grand ideas for a fight or something. I noticed that there's nothing wrong with that. With giving a different perspective or art style for a moment or even a concept, it's done in a good way. You know how, like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like, like, there's a shitty Doom movie and they show a first person. No, the one with the rock? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that where he goes like first person at the end. That, yeah, that's a bad version of that. There's a good way to do something like that where it's like, yeah, it's like you're the guy, like the game or... Or like you're the, inhabiting this character or something, or you know, it's it's their perspective. There's a bad version of that Doom, and a good version of that Super Super Broly. Uh, <laughs> the good movie that we just saw versus the bad movie we saw like 15 years ago. It's weird how my mind connects things all the time to different medias, but yeah, that's what I thought of. So, I got it. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you saw it, but I also am sorry. Um, <laughs> the Doom it's movie. It's definitely a win-lose situation right now. <laughs> it's hard to really focus on the events of what took place when with the Broly fight. Um, but I, I'll just spit some things out where it's like Broly. He's a beast. <laughs> yeah, when he is fighting Frieza, Frieza ends up going golden eventually because he has enough. You know, he's like, that's it. I, I have to, you know, I have to fight. <laughs> you know, like he's kind of agitated. One thing that was interesting before that fight started is that he makes it very clear that Goku is to be left to him. And then when Broly goes after him, he's just like, meh, I guess he's going to kill him. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> okay, I give up. You can have him. And I'm like, really? <laughs> it's funny. He's probably like, just just kill him. Like, just get rid of him at this point. They, Yeah, he's a problem. And then, um, well, they teleport Goku and Vegeta to Piccolo. And, you know, he doesn't have senzu beans. They always ask him, do you got any senzu beans? He doesn't. And I'm always like, why did they ask Piccolo? Why don't they go to Corrin, the guy who makes the beans? Like... <laughs> Oh, because because they said something. <laughs> he has a moment where Piccolo like uh he like telepathically talks to um to Goku and he's like You good? And Goku's like, I might die. <laughs> and so he's like, if things get crazy, like I'm gonna teleport to you and he's like, Alright. Right. Piccolo's like, I, I can't like help though. <laughs> yeah, we could just talk. But he can help. He's a good fusion instructor. And <laughs> Even though Goku taught Piccolo. I was hoping it would be a, a recorded video that we could watch. Yeah, they should just have all their techniques. Like when they learn the evil containment wave and it's like the, so, the fucking so like good. iPhone video. Such a good use of uh, in the now. That was hilarious. It shows you how far or the history of the show, how far it's come along, you know. Bro, I still forget they have cell phones. So, well, it's more Earth-like now, you know. So they got some modern stuff in there from our, our world. Anyway. You know, he doesn't have senzu beans and he he doesn't go to corn for senzu beans, but also Dende, who can heal people, the guardian of the earth, the little Namek, uh, he can heal people, but they don't use that either. Nobody <laughs> wants to talk to Dende. They're like, they barely want to talk to Piccolo. I'd rather die than talk to Dende. I just think it's funny. I obviously know why they don't do Protector it. Protector of the earth. Yeah. Killing it. Yeah. He really has been protecting things. It was definitely an easier job when, when Kami had it. How does he get appointed to this? You know, <laughs> Goku's the protector of the earth, if anybody. Goku's the protector of the universe. Yeah, maybe that's it. You know, that's why. But yeah, they don't show him. He's not mentioned. I'm just saying, I know why. Because, you know, they don't need them getting healed. They got a fuse. It's just funny. Something I noticed. Don't they? And don't they blame Goku for him, like, forgetting to bring some? I think so. But, you know. I think that was part of it. They should all have a... A stock. Even Bulma should have some in a capsule. I just like when Goku forgets stuff. Yeah, when Broly um is fighting Frieza, uh, he he eventually like turns his attention onto Whis for a second. I love that. And you know, Whis makes a joking comment. You know, he's like, "Ooh, you almost got me there." Yeah, yeah. He's like playing with them. So I like that moment because obviously you want to see because Whis is there, so you want him to be involved because he's the most powerful in Universe Seven. But it shows off the power wall in Universe 7, and it stops with with Beerus and Whis, um, which shows consistency for the show. You want all the power levels and where everyone's at to be consistent. Because, you know, Dragon Ball Z had, I feel like it was all over the place sometimes, but now they, like, 
there's a real sense of like this is what it is and we have you know Weiss is the most powerful of universe seven Beerus is next and then you know probably uh goku and broly and vegeta and, and whatnot i mean i thought it was awesome because it, it was just like it was it was putting it into perspective because you were having this insanely climactic battle going on and then there's just Whis who was like <laughs> he's like yeah this ain't nothing to me Whee! he's just like excuse me i'm just having fun here yeah like he's just watching like he's untouchable and it's like oh yeah that's still like a point in power to get to yeah exactly so Beerus and Whis have no need to get involved they're simply there to bear witness to things and eat food and have a good time. They're like tourists, you know? Well, not only that, I mean, I feel like we... I mean, it's obvious that Beerus has, like, a soft spot for Goku. Like, he's, like, he's our strongest. He's our best bet against, you know, against, like, anything. And and you even see at the end of the Tournament of Power how he starts talking to everybody. Like, he starts learning everybody's name and stuff, which is like it really show and and they keep on that with his character where it's like now he's like hanging out with them all the time like he's he's babysitting you know like (laughs) he's doing like all this crazy shit and i think like weiss even has like like i feel like he loves goku like not like in love with him but like he's like his favorite person well goku surprises weiss he's a surprising individual like he's interesting to to an angel or a god but goku's a very interesting being you know someone that can do all the things he can do and knowing his history and who he is and then even the way he acts around um zeno or zenny it's very like it would perk your ears up you know what i mean or like get you to pay attention to this guy so i feel like they're there to observe him i feel like they find him entertaining I feel like they find him fascinating. And if you if you look at him, you know, they they pass a remark in Super at one point where uh we says, "Oh no, no, no. It was during the Tournament of Power. We says to uh to Beerus, you know, when they're talking about the whole intra- ultra instinct thing and it's like you kind of get it where it's like, "Oh, like we kind of knew he could do it." Like he oh, not like he knew like, for certain that he's definitely 100% going to do it. But he was like, all right, if anyone could do it, it's got to be this guy. And he's like, we definitely found, like, in our universe, like, we need to keep him close because he definitely knew that with his training, he could push him in the right direction. Yeah, that's been one of the things that Whis has been trying to teach Goku and Vegeta is how to tap into Ultra Instinct or having your body react without thinking at all. And that has nothing to do with power levels, I don't think. I think that's just an innate bil- ability you, you can learn without being a Super Saiyan or anything. Yeah, because because even when he first turns Ultra Instinct fighting Jiren, his blows still weren't, like, enough. Like, even though he wasn't, he was, like, basically untouchable, he wasn't, like, attacking any better. And that was the whole part of him, like, mastering it. Being offensive and defensive. Like, at the same time. But he kind of got it when he was fighting Keflin. He was able to charge up a Kamehameha while also dodging. Right. (laughs) Which is awesome. So it's like he was getting it sometimes, but sometimes he, like, wasn't. I think when it's, like, something new that just happens to you that you didn't even know existed, you're kind of like, whoa, like... What do I do? Like, this isn't where I wanted to practice this. Yeah, and that's this is on a whole different level than any character's reached. Even gods can't do it. It's big. 
big, big, big uh, development for the whole series. Um, and what's cool is it's cool in a way. I kind of worried a little bit because if anybody can do it or learn that power, you know, like how everyone started becoming Super Saiyans, like after Goku learned, <laughs> I hope everyone's not running around as like Ultra Instinct someday, you know, like we are dodging everything, nobody getting hit, you know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's kind of the case because Vegeta got his own limit breaker. He kind of gave up on the whole Ultra Instinct thing during the... I mean, we don't know if he's going to continue looking for it now, but as far as we know, he kind of like tried it at first, but then he gets like his own limit breaker when he goes against uh, Topo. So where he gets like that, like a set... He's basically the ascended version of a Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Ascended. That's the right name. Even Gohan has expressed him wanting to reach powers in a different method. So, you know, I was kind of joking about the Ultra Instinct, everyone running around like that. But uh, I think in reality, they're trying to do it in a more um, interesting way, you know, not just like something dumb. Where it's like, okay, this is the next thing everyone needs to get to. It's more like, okay, everyone goes their own way. Gohan can do this, but Goku can do this, and Vegeta can do that. But I kind of like that better. It kind of leaves it open for them. Make them unique. Yeah, make it unique. Give give characters different abilities, you know? I mean, I would say Broly has is unique in his own right. Like, just his key being oh yeah, like green is cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's something about it that makes him feel so different compared to everybody. Like... Like, he's a legendary Super Saiyan. There's nothing divine about it. It's not divine energy, but yet it still rivals Goku pretty heavily. Uh, yeah. He, he could definitely beat a Super Saiyan Blue. I mean, it, I believe if the fight went on any longer, it definitely would have pushed Goku into Ultra Instinct. But that's still a thing where it's like, huh, like, is Broly more powerful than Jiren? Would Jiren need Goku's help to defeat him? Because Jiren did defeat... That's interesting. I think Jiren would be able to win. Because Jiren Jiren did knock out uh, Kale yeah. in Berserker mode. But I would assume that Broly is more powerful than Kefla. Yes. But then again, you don't know because Kefla forced Goku to go Ultra Instinct. Yeah, yeah. But maybe with the what he's learned from Ultra Instinct, he can bring with him into Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. And then that's enough for Broly. But that wasn't enough for Broly. They had to fuse anyway. Yeah, Broly, I think he has more fighting experience. I think that's why, like, he he's better at being a legendary Super Saiyan than Universe 6 version of that. Well, he's also, like, out to kill you. Like, he loses himself within the rage. That rage is also overcome in the Tournament of Power, and there's a regain of sanity that Broly doesn't really have. Right, when Kale learns how to control it, she has like a new form. Yeah, and Broly didn't get that yet. And I feel like at the end, I feel like he might... They're leaning towards that character development for him, where they wouldn't do it yet. But I feel like he's going to get that too. I'd love to see like a new team. I'd love to see like a Universe 6, Universe um, 7 team up, you know? Like Goku, Vegeta, Kaba, uh, Cauliflower, Kale, Broly. Like, Hit. it seems like that's what they're leaning towards because, you know, with like Champa's close relation with Beerus, like, it, it, they're not going. And, and Vados is her name? Yeah. Yeah, Vados is Weiss's twin. Like, it's legitimately 
parallels down to the destroyers and the angels and it would just be cool like i want to see planet zadala like I, I i want vegeta to visit it like 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 you said they planted so many seeds and that's one of those things where vegeta's like don't forget you know you told me you were gonna you were gonna bring me there i think they're gonna explore it and it, it's awesome isn't earth back in the universe six isn't that something that happened they have an earth it just it's just like a normal earth though like you know doesn't yeah. have saiyans on it or anything it's just people i hope they explore and they certainly have been getting buddy buddy with universe six and kind of mentoring them universe seven teaches universe six a lot and universe six does teach universe seven things too hit specifically teaches goku a lot um adapting goku needs that connect wherever he goes yeah that's his deal it's kind of like an addiction <laughs> yeah. like no matter where you go you got to find like a weed guy and it's like no matter where goku goes he's got to have like a sparring guy yeah so uh burly you, you know you think you would like spar with me sometime whenever <laughs> i come to this planet probably's like bro who the fuck are you <laughs> like really <laughs> like what is spar? Like you were, in, you enjoyed that. He's like, I don't even remember it. Uh, yeah, I blacked out. <laughs> Who am I? So yeah. No. Anyways, um, I was gonna say back to the fight with Broly. He, you know, the Weiss thing. He dodges it. Blah blah blah. Um, Golden Frieza can do nothing to Broly, which is it makes sense, but it's still really funny. But it's not like he dies to Broly. You know what I mean? Like it's not like fatal no 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 no. that was like i think a misconception that people had because they failed the fusion like multiple times yeah it was like 30 minutes between each one so you would have to assume like an hour yeah by the time they got there they argued and then they finally they attempt a fusion so it's what is it the third time they get it yeah so uh, they, they wasted an hour yeah they wasted an hour like frieza holds him off for an hour yeah. so you know it's they just don't show it. You yeah. Know? It's quick. It has to be quick for the gag. Exactly. The details aren't exactly important about the time frame. But if you stop to think about it, yeah, he's he's not like fatally wounded by Broly. Actually, he seems pretty fine. Yeah. It's just like like if you're babysitting like somebody that like has an anger issue and you're like holding their head, you know, and you're like, all right, like. But obviously, you know, it's a Frieza was didn't have a handle on it. Um, it got really out of control, and that's why they had to fuse. And as soon as you know, Whis dodges Broly. That's when Gogeta comes back in. But there's something even be you know the Gogeta stuff I've I've peppered in, but I, that's for the end of this. And Broly, I just wanted to talk about how Paragus mentions that his uh his power like it's somehow tapping into the Ozaru form or the great ape form while still being human that's a benefit to being a, a legendary super saiyan to me this is a bit of <laughs> fanning out but it could be like a path to super saiyan 4 cuz that's how that happens or at least a nod or reference to it or at least a reference or a possibility to him regaining his sanity while in that form, uh, like Kale. And even the mouth blast that Broly uses is like the Great Ape mouth blast, if you recall, whenever... No, yeah, I do. Signature move. I mean, that's what's interesting about it is, like, if he gets more civilized, he can teach 
what he knows. Yeah, it's big, big news for the series. And then, and then you know that gives opportunity for Kale to possibly teach Broly how to control his power. Definitely. There's just so much shit that can happen. They really left it open like a huge playing field. Like there's so much more that I want to know. I and the fact that the the great ape form has been sleeping for a long time as an unused, untapped. They just kind of left it alone and they don't really rely on it or use it because it's so dangerous or a flaw. I find it really cool that they're just like, yeah, but what if you could tap into it while you were still a human or, you know, in your normal body? And it's like, ooh. And then they don't even do that. They go, what if only rare genes or rare genetic mutations allow someone to do that like broly and i i'm like yeah that's really cool it's it's yet again another unique characteristic that makes a character a character that's his thing uh goku has ultra instinct vegeta has his thing and he'll always you know find his own way anyways and then gohan has his own path and obviously everyone else does their own thing but as far as the saiyans go it's kind of like they're diversifying which is good because you don't want them to all you don't want them to all be exactly the same It's just not as interesting. But they have a lot of history and a lot of different powers and things like that. I wanted to talk about the the new character's tiny bit, Chilai. She she was a cool addition. She showed a lot of character. Like, obviously, she's drawn in a way to be like, ooh la la. But it's like, that's Dragon Ball. Like, they've look at Master Roshi. I mean, like, he wants he wants to be dirty all the time. And that's his whole bag. Like, that's his whole deal. Ain't no stopping the roosh. Yeah, that's actually a problem he has. <laughs> like, it's a condition. That was so great. <laughs> so, anyways, I, it's cool that she's, like, this, she's an actual, it's like, she's, like, a member of, like, PETA in this. You know, like, she's, like, really, like, Broly loves animals and he's this kind-hearted person. And, like, you know, all this, like, really nice, like, actual heartfelt human feelings meanwhile he almost ripped her head off at one point <laughs> yeah. that's the part where she's a little bit uh delusional about him but she's just seeing the big picture she doesn't care about the possibility of him like destroying everybody she's just like i gotta i gotta help him like no one else seems to want to help him but it's like did you and she thinks she doesn't even know goku you know so she until the end and she thinks he's like been dropped on his head which he was, so, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> very accurate. Yeah, he was. She's very on point with reading people. That's her ability. And she's definitely a more welcome new addition than, than Jocko, which I'm glad was not in the film at all. God, I hate that guy. So, yeah, so she's cool. I like that she's Broly's friend. I mean, she's even chiller than, like, Balma or Chi-Chi. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. It's like a good female character. Another one. They, you know, they. She's not the only one, but it's good. I like Colette and Kale. Yeah, even her friend, uh, Limo or whatever. Like he's cool too. It was cool that they showed people like the Frieza Force always feels kind of small in like DBZ and such. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, is it just like some some dudes in a ship, and then like you know the Ginyu Force, the top dogs. And it's like, no, actually, there's, like, low-class workers. Like, it's like a whole organization. It's like it's like the Empire in a way. Yeah, really. You know what I mean? It's like the Empire from Star Wars where, like, you have all these different levels of, like, people, like, down to, like, sanitation. Like, people who are, like, <laughs> yeah. I, 
I've never met the Emperor, and it's like, oh, I've I've never met Lord Frieza. I've only heard about you know, him. But, but yeah, but I like I I work here. You know what I mean? Like it it, it kind of shows like oh like it's not just like Frieza and his boys. It's like no, it's like an army. And uh, again, showing layers, point of views, you know, perspectives. The show can always shift that instantly. And it's really cool having uh, Chilai and and her friend. They bring a whole new element to it. Uh, he's been, you know, he he's been in the Frieza Force for a long time. He's like a veteran, but still, like you know, that brings interesting elements to his knowledge and character and advice. And but he's like not a bad guy. He just like it's almost like he just needs the work. Yeah, no, <laughs> seriously. You know, although he does leave. <laughs> which isn't good for him. And then what was her thing? She she was like a criminal, but she only joined the Frieza Force because she knew it would keep people away from her. <laughs> or, yeah. Or something like that. So it's like she wasn't even there because she believed in Frieza's motives or anything like that. She was just like, I, I this is the only way I can like clean slate myself. And that's cool too. That you know, that's a character theme I've seen in um even Star Wars female characters such as dr afra she does things like that um although she dr afra is a, a terrible human being but um chillai it doesn't seem terrible at all she seems like a nice person or at least trying to to be good to people that have wrongdoings done to them all these characters in the movie i want to see in the show like i i want this to get continued like when it was over i was like oh i need that next time on dragon ball yeah. super like i need to see what's good for what's up next yeah so with her um i'm skipping over the gogeta thing right to shenron's wish i thought it was funny because i i thought it was like the wish was like wasted on teleporting but like it did save broly's life i think so but anyways like frieza has like certain future plans for broly yeah goku shows up where chillai is on broly's planet vampa one thing that's interesting is that before that even happens frieza like wants to kill them for that like betraying him and and using wasting that wish and they don't even use the second wish yeah which which i know you say that like oh like Shamron only had one wish. I think they just didn't use it. They were like, no, that's good. We got to go. I thought so, but I was thinking about that after I said that. And I was like, what if they did use two wishes at once? What if it was like save Broly and then she's like teleport him to his home world? What if that was two wishes in one sentence and it, you just don't really, you know, catch that? I don't know. That's also possible. I mean, that's a way that Toriyama could probably get out of it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that much. Yeah, I just think it was like they were in a rush and they've never even used the Dragon Balls before. Like, she put a gun to a dude's head just to figure out how to summon the dragon. Yeah, and the guy on the paper is just like, you just ask for what you want. Oh. Yeah, like, that was so funny because, I, you know what, it's funny. I'm so used to, like, there being new rules now right. with, like, Purunga and the, the like, what it, what was it, the Super Shenron? Yeah. Was that his oh, name? Yeah. yeah, the Super the yeah, Super Shenron, where it's like you have to speak like the divine language of the gods, and then it's like, okay, what do we do for this? It's like, just ask for what you want. You know, it's like, oh yeah, Shenron's easy like that. But then you have, then you have Goku, who they don't even know save their life, because like Frieza goes to kill them, and like Goku shouldn't care. 
about like what happens to Frieza's people. Like he doesn't even know that they just say Broly nothing, and he's just like you've you've done enough. Like just go home. <laughs> like he's like just stop. Like yeah, Frieza doesn't even yeah. like. Frieza doesn't attack him. Nothing. Like he's full aware that he c- no no he, he can't knows. beat Goku, and that's that's another character development where it's like you know the second time he comes back for his revenge, he's like now I can do it. And it's like, you know, I think he he kind of gave up on that one. Well, it was Gogeta at that point. And he, Gogeta even says, like, I'm, I'll get to you. Like, <laughs> don't you worry. Like, I haven't, I might be dealing with Broly right now, but I'm, I'm going to talk to you. I have a couple of words for you, Mr. Frieza. You know, so Goku shows Broly kindness and friendship and willingness to battle again. It shows the character differences where... Goku wants to befriend people and get stronger and fight and stuff like that. And Frieza just wants to use people and get stronger through using other people's strength to get his revenge. And, you know, I mean, we've already touched upon that a little, but like, that's just, you know, driving it home that like, at the end of the movie, that's what they want to show you. Like, Frieza has this whole speech on how he's going to use Broly in the future to like, once he learns how to use his power more with his friends and whatnot how he's going to use him to fight Goku and come back to Earth and whatnot. But Goku just instant transmissions and like, hey, we're friends now, just to let you know. <laughs> like, I'm cool. You're cool. That was fun. It just, to me, that was showing me that it's not over. But it also undercuts Frieza's, like, whole ambition. You know, like, say, like Goku's just like, I don't think Frieza knows I could just, like, <laughs> show up at that planet you know and just do he's just it shows that goku goes beyond what people the whole series like what people are capable of i mean i know that that's his character anyways it's like he 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 gets everyone on his side in like a minute he's a shonen character you know the same thing with naruto where everyone's like they hate him at first or he's abrasive towards them and then they're like i like this guy somehow i come around to him he's got a unique quality called being the main character <laughs> Well, well, there's also, but I, I think there's more justification behind how Goku does it. Like, you, you watch and you're like, how could you not like this guy? Where, like, me personally, I never felt that way about Naruto. I, I, you know, I might piss people off, but I always found him to be, to, like, I, I felt like how Sasuke felt about him. He was, like, annoying. He's a little shit. Like, I found, I found him to be annoying as fuck, like, all the time. But when it comes to Goku, it's like, how do you know? this guy he's the man you know goku's super likable super likable even though he's he's not super smart or anything i find that to be endearing it's funny yeah even when like he's legitimately a child at some points like when he's like roasting bulma on the ship in the film on the way there and then she like knocks him back and he like gets startled for a second then he's like (laughs) like he just goes back to laughing it's like a patrick star spongebob moment but it's like, I love it. It's so funny. It shows their their history, too, between Bulma and Goku. And Vegeta doesn't ever intervene with that. He just sits back and, like, lets it happen. And he's like, uh, they're friends. Like, for a long time. Before even I met my wife, you know, like, whatever. You'd think he would get more agitated at Goku for that. Because he gets agitated at Goku for everything. But he kind of lets that. Bro, he roasted Bulma's titties. He never says anything about it. Nah. He's just, he basically pulls just a little like, God, what an idiot. And then he just walks away. Like, he's full aware that it's just because Goku's stupid. Oh, yeah. He knows. <laughs> he's fully, he fully accepts it. 
Goku's a dumbass. So that's just he's always been that way. Although he did have a brief moment, like in Z, where it's probably the dub again, where like he be he seemed to become more like adult like <laughs> for a moment on Namek. I feel then it goes back to being dumb. I mean, I think Goku still has his moments where he takes things seriously in Super, although it's much more rare than it was in Dragon Ball Z. I think it's special because when Goku's like, oh shit, like that, then it kind of like gets you like, oh shit. Like, you know what I mean? You know, like you kind of, you're always in the perspective of Goku when you're watching this show. If Goku starts to get hurt or like Goku's like, like trying to figure out what to do or he gets like kind of nervous or whatever then you're kind of like uh-oh like who else is gonna step in because like i'm always just like oh, as long as goku's around we're good i mean even against goku black and zamasu in the future trunks arc goku gets serious and that's always like the super badass moments you know, that's not exactly what I mean. I mean, he turns his intelligence up, too, sometimes. You know, like, it's not always completely done. That's like when he's being himself, like a goofball. Yeah, because I think, you know, that's just, like, how he prefers to be, you know, like... But it's not like he's incapable of recognizing a serious situation. He just chooses to, like, see the light and everything. Kind of makes me think a little bit, not fully, but a little bit of how, like, like Superman, Clark Kent kind of deal... Where like, but I don't think Goku's pretending to be dumb. You know what I mean? Like, but I do think at times that he isn't showing. That's his whole deal of not showing what he's fully capable of at all times. But I don't think he's secretly like smart. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like I think he's no, he's definitely <laughs> not secretly smart. But it, it's definitely obvious that um he's he keeps things to himself yeah. that he knows. He does, because that's his whole, his ego. He really does. It, in the Battle of the Gods, it extremely shows that he's got a real chip about being, like, the most powerful through his own means and and him being, you know, his whole life dedicated to fighting and training. And I find it interesting because it's like, yeah, you did do a lot, but, like, a lot of people helped you along the way, and you wouldn't have been able to do a lot of stuff without special circumstances and other people's experience and knowledge. Yeah, and all the mystical help that he's received. I mean, just the training in Otherworld is like, who who gets to train in Otherworld and come back? Yeah, and eat the fruit from hell and uh, King Yama's fruit and, like, train, you know, we're going back a bit, but, like, and train with uh, King Kai and learn all his techniques while time is being altered and he gets to keep his body while being dead. You know, so these are all extremely exclusive to Goku special circumstances that he receives. I mean, he's not the only one that gets that stuff. He does have a lot of unique things. Like, he's the only one still that can use instant transmission. You would think that other people would pick that up. That's interesting you brought that up. I mean, technically, Cooler can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, we're talking non-canon now, but... I mean, side note, that was pretty cool when they had, like, a instant transmission battle. Yeah. It's a cool move. Even though it's, like, they teleport all the time, there's something about instant transmission. But it's it's used in the Tournament of Power, too. I remember that one guy was able to do it because wasn't he from the race that it comes from? Oh, yeah. he's He was a yard rat. Yeah, he was a yard rat. Yeah, which sounds like a band <laughs> from Long Island. <laughs> the good rats. Nah, that's, that is a real man. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, he, 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 that was cool. I thought that was a cool little thing to throw in there. Because that's like a life-changing technique that Goku's like, Hey, look what I learned. That and fu- the fusion dance. Goku, he's a little scholar, a space scholar, you know, <laughs> when it comes to fighting anyways. Well, it's like he is stupid in every other regard, but when it comes to fighting, he learns everything. Yeah, he wants to know it all. Like, even if he can't, he doesn't replicate it himself, like, you know, like hits time skip. He's like, well, I know how to work with that now. Right, right. He at least knows how to deal with it, and he understands it, even if he can't do it. And I feel like if he trained under Hid, he could figure it out. Yeah, that's another thing. It's definitely a possibility, although they keep it to, like, that's Hit's thing. Yeah, they keep it to definitely that that's Hit's thing, but I also think Goku's, like, disability is of no use to me. It gives me no more power. If Jiren, if Jiren could smash Hit the way he did, then forget it. I think that's when he gave up on it completely. He had it in the back burner, like, maybe I'll learn it. But then he saw that, and he was like, eh. Yeah, he saw that Jiren could stop it by staring really hard. Yeah, that's it. Cancel my my training class with Hit. Another thing about a while back, you talked about the tech that Frieza relied on, being one of them being the scouters, which became useless. But in this movie, they they had a whole segment in the beginning about how the scouters came to be um, with Frieza supplying the Saiyans with new technology and stuff. Um, But later on in in the movie, where we are in the current timeline, they also supplied new scouters that are built to withstand higher power levels. thought that was pretty cool. It's an interesting way to bring scouters back. I never thought scouters would be used ever again or be useful but now it's like now now they can see the average character can like it was also cool how you saw that the original scouters came from frieza i mean obviously you kind of figured that that's where they came from but to see him like give them them was like a cool little treat (laughs) i know like here you go here's an upgrade like these are your scouters he's like q from james bond but but then he kills everybody he's like hello monkeys he's like immediately just the worst i know King Cold's like, that's my boy. Yeah, he's totally supportive. But also, King Cold isn't as much of a dick, you know? I was just going to say, like, he's, like, so supportive and, like, doesn't care if his son even kills them all. But at the same time, it seems like he was way cooler to deal with. Yeah, he he even mentions it. He's like, look, guys... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Frieza, different level than me. He's like, yeah, he's... Because you you could imagine that King Cold could be, you know, cold, but he's like, he's even worse than me. Yeah. Uh, it actually reminded me of Captain Ginyu's character a little. I see similarities between King Cold and him somehow. Maybe it's they're both purple, but it's like, nah, it's something in, something in their demeanor is similar the way they're kind of like they're a little they're evil but they're a little chill you know even though captain ginyu has his strange dances and i don't know there's something i see that's like yeah i think i kind of get what you mean though but whatever (laughs) so okay so broly uh because we played the games universe too we we learned through that but also in the movie broly likes food (laughs) just like all saiyans specifically through his little friend, Chili, he gets what? Cho- was it chocolate? I think that's what it was. So that's a, a tiny tidbit. I thought that was interesting that he's been growing up his whole life eating like bugs and stuff. But he still <laughs> really likes actual food like most people. So he just, the guy just needs like 
a life adjustment. Just, just a little one. <laughs> you know how Goku gives him the capsules? Um, one of the things I really liked was that the house that he gives him is the same house from when Goku was a kid. It's the first house that Bulma and Goku were in. Is it really? I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, they showed the interior on purpose and focused on the bed because that's where Bulma sleeps and Goku's sleeping on her. And she he like checks in the morning and taps like her panties and like he's like, no, no balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> you know, but also that there's a, gr- a lot of great moments in that house. Like when Bulma talks about coffee. That's my <laughs> yeah, grandpa. He talks about uh or Boma asks Goku to drink coffee or something and he's like I don't like I don't drink that bitter soup or something like that so like he also goes out to fight the wolves you know and he like kills a bunch of wolves to eat for dinner you know so that there's like a lot of history in that little house um that's I think they bring the turtle there too or they find him or something but anyways yeah like to see that given to Broly as like an extension of like a gift that it's it shows a lot more connection and meaning than at first glance, you know. I was definitely like really happy to see that he he didn't just extend like normal friendship or even like kindness. It was like it's like when you have a friend over, you know, like a sleepover or something, and you, you make sure like they're set up nice. You don't just like say like, oh, you're on your own, time to go to sleep. I'm gonna sleep in my comfy bed with like my. My pillow and blanket. Well, he also wants to kiss up to him to spar with him. She's like, here, man. Like, here's food and, like, all sorts of stuff. And, like, it's, dude, like, here, you are, here's the setup, man. It's really cool. Okay, so we kind of skipped to the end, but I, it's Gogeta time. Um, Gogeta, as the song, <laughs> a lot of the, the soundtrack has the characters screaming screaming out their names. Or, like, Go Broly or Go Gogeta. Kakarot. It was really cool. The Kakarot song was my favorite, I think. It catches you off guard at first, like what they're doing, but then you're, you're like, <laughs> okay, I got it. It's like the very, there's very grand sound direction in that movie. Like even the moves are it like. It felt like a celebration of the characters. Yeah. It did. That's what it was. Like that's how I felt about it. It was celebrating, even their moves were like distantly screamed at times when they were using them, you know, like, but you knew what was happening, you know? So it was like part of the song, but also part of the movie, like the action coincided with what was being yelled from the the music. You know, and all all that Broly love was just like more acceptance of Broly. Oh yeah, he's he's solidified. He is a a canon character, which is great. He was always around, but like now he's like official, official Toriyama stamp of approval. Like I'm, I am expecting him to be in the show. So Gogeta, he's my favorite fusion form. I like Vegito, obviously. I like any any of the characters that are the most powerful. I like, but like that uh, Goku Vegeta fusion is just you know it's just another alternate means of doing it. One is the Patara earrings. And you're supposed to fuse permanently, but they changed that, which is fine. Now it's, you know, the fusion dance. But Gogeta is a different character in this one. I mean, in Fusion Reborn, the movie, when they show Gogeta, he also does fantastical things. He has a crazy cool moveset. Just way different than your normal Kamehameha stuff. It's like it's like weird, like, rainbow stuff and, like, stars. It's very space-related. You know, it's very cosmic power. 
Uh, that's really cool. I mean, now you could even say that it's considering that now it's super time and it's super <laughs> it's super time. Now, now that you're in this realm of super, they could even describe it later as more stronger divine energy. Yeah, exactly. And I I was thinking a couple things. Um I was thinking maybe because they fuse Vegeta maybe learns a little bit about ultra instinct maybe or but it's possible since, you know, that's what fusion is supposed to be. I think it's really cool that they did fuse and they didn't show all of Gogeta's moves like they did in the Fusion Reborn movie, which is okay. Like, leave some for later. But, like, he was a grand display. Like, they clearly wanted to show him off. I mean, he was the climactic part. Yeah, alongside Broly. And he immediately shows up and teleports in front of, of Whis. And he's doing... um, It's quick. It's very... Everything's super fast in this movie. But it, he does his Goku stance his fighting stance, but then he switches right as Broly's attacking to Vegeta's stance. Really subtle things, but, you know, things I that stuck out with me. I mean, it just it just makes the character more believable as a fusion between the two. Oh, yeah. I mean, this happens with Gotenks, but I like that little jacket that you get from a dance fusion. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a cool jacket. I, also, the forms they go into when they fail are funny. I mean, that was a cool throwback to Boo Saga because it's the exact same mess ups that the kids made. It also happens in Fusion Reborn and it it is a problem because they're fighting uh, the villain Janemba. He has to fight him in that form, whereas in the in the Broly movie, they kind of get to let the time run out without any threat. So it's not really an issue at all. They just get like yelled at by Piccolo. But in this case, Gogeta gets to just show up, <laughs> tell Frieza who he is. He's like, oh, you've been away for a while. You don't know about this. Like, you're, you're going to see some shit, you know? And that's also like talking to the fans almost, you know, like, get ready for this. Like, Well, not only that, it, it just it's just another reason for Frieza to be like, ah, I can't fuck with these guys. <laughs> exactly. Like, you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> like, uh, come on. Like, he used to throw a fit whenever they would, like, figure something new out. And now he's just like, of course, this is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. He rolls with the punches. And and he's smart, too, like that. So he's not totally letting his rage get to him. Like, even he did in Resurrection F, where he goes ballistic and blows up the earth. That's like old Frieza. That is exactly what he would do, but even on more a more extreme level. Whereas now I feel like he's not, he's not, he doesn't even want to try that anymore. Like he's on to different methods, which is cool. You gotta, you know, adapt with the times uh, if you want to stay afloat, especially with something like Gogeta flying around. Gogeta fights Broly. He's, you know, at his base form. Then he goes Super Saiyan, which is awesome. Um, Broly's able to keep up with them as, as Super Saiyan. As far, you know, it's, it's all the actions very quick, but I would say he did okay. They, they kind of like punch into another dimension. At first, when I was watching it, I thought it was like, it looked like hits time skip, like very, you know, that color scheme and the crystals and stuff. But as I thought about it, I was like, it, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's another dimension. I'm pretty sure it's not like time travel. But I was, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what they were depicting. I was with it. Yeah. So it was like one of the coolest parts, but it's also the most like that's never happened before. Even with like Goku and Beerus fighting and they were like about to well, like destroy the universe from their punches or whatever. And they're sparring or whatever. It's like 
that's new you know like that that's another so they showed off gogeta which was a new canon form and then they showed off that new thing that could happen where they're like in a different dimension which would only happen from you know such extreme powers coming to blows it was just amazing like uh gogeta ends up using like i was saying he has cosmic powers they didn't show all of his moves they did show you know a few of them like the the raining key blast which is like you know blue it's just raining so many key blasts from his hand you know down upon broly um it reminds me of a lot of beerus's move where like beerus will like it's beerus doesn't rain key blasts down it's more like he has them explode from every direction of his body you know as to right. hit any 360 degrees but you know it's still the the point of like extreme levels of power being displayed but then he uses the um that rainbow sphere which is called the uh the stardust breaker and that's been in a lot of the games and whatnot you know because you get to learn gogeta's moveset and stuff through that more so than like they don't really say that stuff in the films i don't think like fusion reborn and stuff that's like one of his coolest moves and he ends up with the kamehameha but all he didn't use big bang kamehameha which is okay but that's also another cool move because you know you want to see like fusion moves rather than just straight up goku moves you know we've seen the kamehameha wave enough and we'll see it many more times big bang kamehameha as you know is one of my favorite moves from xenoverse 2 it's like i love that move i want it i want it every day for breakfast um <laughs> without any milk <laughs> yeah so anyways gogeta wrecks broly obviously it just shows like he he doesn't he they have the time constraint this is a real threat he doesn't play around for a change and let it like let them defuse and him have to like stall for time oh like, my god dude <laughs> i i would the whole time like when they were charging up to to fire that final blast i was like please Please don't pull that gimmick. You're like, I've seen this before. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to defuse. I know what's going to happen. It's like the smoke is going to come up. He's still going to be there. But like, it was like the same thing. But nope. I was like, finally, God, I did not want to see that again. Broly has like a look. It's split second stuff, but it, it stuck with me. When he's about to be like annihilated by that blast, it looked like he kind of regained himself a little there. Like he was like, what? like oh shit like wait 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 like it was just you know it's in a facial expression it's not like he actually said or did anything just the look yeah i think it's a thing that when like you see something that powerful come back and it's like knocking the shit out of you it kind of like puts you in your place a bit yeah he's just like that's why i think like after he got teleported he was kind of like i'm all right like <laughs> i'm chill now like forget it <laughs> Well, also, he doesn't go after Goku at all. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, in, in that state, I think he's just, he doesn't want to fight. No, nah, no. Nah. He's got his, his new girlfriend. Like, <laughs> he's chill. He's, he's on like, his home planet. He's kind of like, like if Gohan was raised on an alien planet. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yeah, he's very um kind. He's probably a pacifist, although probably I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, considering where he had to grow up, I'm sure it wasn't a hundred percent possible. Yeah, nah, we we'll never know, but <laughs> like what it would have been like for Broly to be well adjusted. 
Um, although, you know, therapy will help, <laughs> maybe. And, uh, you know, having good, positive people around them will certainly help. Uh, having a friend, more more friends than the one that he carries around his waist like a hoodie. Right. You know, I just, you, you know, want to say as, as, as my own final thought, for someone who had, you know, this is my first interaction with Broly um at all so this is my first impression of him i'm i'm dying to see more of the character i i want to see more broly as soon as possible i i really isn't he cool yeah he's cool he's just really he's he's awesome like i understand why people have like held on to him so much and i'm sure for you as as a who's been a fan much longer not only to see Broly be brought into canon, but to go head to head with with Gogeta, I could only imagine that that was just like a fan fiction type thing. Yep. You know, like that you would think about. You know, like oh, imagine if this guy went up against this guy. It's like, well, they did it. You know what I mean? Like this is something that like, you know, maybe Vegito or something. But nah, they brought back Gogeta for this one. Now here's here's an extra treat. And not only that, but Gogeta's gonna finish it. You know, like it's actually gonna be. Fusion's gonna be useful. <laughs> Super makes dreams come true for Dragon Ball fans. That's what I've learned from the show and the movies and everything. It respects the entire series. You can tell there's a lot of love. It it's done correctly. It's not a perfect thing, but I'm way more satisfied with the entirety of the show and movies than I have any complaints. And it speaks volumes. Um, I just also want to mention. Speaking of that, Goku. Goku bites Broly. <laughs> <laughs> in the movie <laughs> and he does that the guy's a biter <laughs> he bites a lot of he, people he was hitting his head give him a break he bites boo too which is funny considering boo eats people <laughs> so you know i just thought you know <laughs> respecting the series just some food for thought also respects that goku's a biter if goku thinks he might be losing he's gonna cheap out yeah he's a, he's a dirty fighter that's his cheap out move he bites <laughs> My final thought, you know, we've we've said it, you've said your wishes for it, but the main point of this movie, especially with the ending, ooh, that last line, you can call me Kakarot, you know? But the super, the Dragon Ball Super anime. Oh. That was worth the ticket in the The super anime implications. Broly will return. That's what it says. After the Tournament of Power... There are still reasons for Goku to be excited about power leveling and, you know, greater powers beyond Jiren. You know, even though there are gods and angels and Zeno, there's people like Broly out there. He can kind of uh, grind iron against iron and get stronger with, you know. So, like, it's exciting times. It's the most exciting time to be a Dragon Ball fan. You have all the media out there to to consume. You You could even say, you know, there's all the old movies, the non-canon movies to dig through. There's more Super coming. And there's video games that are coming left and right. <laughs> you know, those don't stop. But now it's even better because technology is so good. So the games are usually really awesome now. They're still trying to push Dragon Ball like card games. And that's been a thing since the NES where they try to make a drag Dragon Ball game card or trading card fighting game i'm more interested in like directly controlling the characters but i do think like it's at a level now where it's at least graphically cool enough to make me go hmm maybe i'll mess with that but like overall i just want to 
I want to control the guys and level them up and change their clothes and all, <laughs> all that fun stuff. But yeah, Dragon Ball Super, having this be an extension of the movie... Loving it. ...is a dream come true. The other movies didn't exist really within the show. They were just things that... What if scenarios? You know, nothing really stuck. They never talked about it in the uh, the shows. It was like it almost never happened because it wasn't canon. But Broly, I just want to mention real quick. Broly, although I do love him, and I like that he's back legitimately in a very fleshed out in great way um he became kind of like a joke character with his other movies he became almost like uh what you would consider like like jason or or freddy or michael myers where he just kept coming back and the concepts kept getting more ridiculous over time so like you still like the dude and you're still like gonna see his stuff or like play him in a video game or whatever or like to fight him but it's also like his character was like diminished a little at least that's how i thought of it and then with this broly movie it's like all that's forgotten all that is forgiven um (laughs) it's broly time he's back in a very big way so like that's my final thought uh if uh, larry you want to give a a send-off for us for this review. Jeez, there's so much to talk about when it comes to Dragon Ball. It's getting into it later on in my life. I'm like, where's this been all my life? You know, like... Yeah. But but like you said, this is such a great time to be a Dragon Ball fan. I I can't agree more. There's so much for me to get into. There's so many, like... Yeah, I I just saw the Broly movie, but I still have more to catch up on. I've seen all the cooler films. I still want to see... Janemba, you know, there, there's so much more for me to still go through. And by that time, now there's a new arc coming. It's like, it's in full force. It's going and it's a fast train that's going and, and I'm on it. You know, I, I thoroughly enjoy the series. This film was fantastic. And it's just left me like, I, I need, I need to know what happens next. I have to see more. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, We want to thank you guys for listening to our riveting discussion about Dragon Ball Super Broly. For more updates on on all your favorite media like games, movies, anime, comics, and more, of course, our own personal thoughts, make sure you keep checking back for more episodes. Currently now we have on YouTube and SoundCloud. Hopefully sooner or later we'll have everything up on Spotify and iTunes, but until then we're going to keep recording and we're going to keep doing our thing. So I'm Larry and... With me here, I have Sam, and have a good one. All hail Zamasu. Yeah, my final uh, thing to say is, uh, where's the the Dragon Ball Super Broly Blu-ray already? Yeah, I'm trying to watch that on my couch. I want to watch that in 4K, baby. (laughs) Yeah, without without all the weebs sitting next to me, all the guys who watch Entai. I was in the middle of all the guys they were watching Entai. I know they were those people. They were checking out all the anime girls. (laughs) <laughs> you know who you are so like <laughs> yeah i don't know who you are but you know who you are um i was gonna say this year is the uh i'm gonna start collecting dragon ball stuff um i took a long break i've had a lot of stuff growing up but then i kind of grew out of it a little and now i'm like hmm, i'm interested so i'm trying to uh, build up some interesting stuff So maybe we'll talk about that or I'll even show it in some form or another some way, somehow. Uh, You know, it's not like we don't have the the means these days. Um, But anyways, that Blu-ray come out already. Need it. 
Um, and if you haven't seen the movie and you <laughs> listen to this whole thing, go see the movie. You owe, you owe yourself a treat because this movie's the bomb. It's uh, it's really something. Uh, and that's it. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.